0: Colorado. I'm your host Ruth Anderson and I'm coming to you live and if you all would want to call in and share some comments with us you may do that later in the show by calling one five one six four five three nine one six two 453 9162 and pressing number one. Here at International Angels Network we explore spirituality, angels, spirit guides, our loved ones on the other side, and much more. Our radio podcasts are available to you on Pocket Cast, Pinterest, Player FM, Podchaser, and now overcast radio. Listen to us on Alexa and Echo Amazon devices, or download the TuneIn app. These are all easy sites to use and make it simple to listen to our archive shows. This episode of International Angels Network is sponsored by Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center. For more information, visit holisticrejuvenate.com. Sunday Sturgeon is the founder and CEO of Holistic Light Rejuvenation Center and is a host on our network. We're pleased to announce that International Angels Network is now also sponsored by Audible by Amazon. If you go to www com forward slash international angels, you can get a free audiobook, so please check that out today. I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen in. This show is called Walking with Spirit. Walking with Spirit means consciously living in the physical realm with frequent connection to the divinity in the spirit realm and being open to all that they want me to experience. Every day I check in with my guides, Divine Mother and God, sometimes seeking guidance, sometimes seeking connection, and sometimes seeking their healing abilities. Many days I receive lessons by hearing, seeing, or feeling signs coming in from the energetic realm. I never know what my day is going to look like or what the next learning might be. I'm an author and a spiritual counselor providing individualized transformational experiences for my clients using Holy Fire Reiki, energy work, and connection with the spiritual divinity, including the Divine Mother, Archangels Michael, Gabrielle, and Raphael. Each week I share a story about an experience I had while walking with spirit. I walked out of my favorite big box store today, the name shall remain nameless, but every time I'm there, I'm reminded of a red and white bullseye. As I walked out the outdoor with my loaded cart, I saw a woman and her son walk into the store through the outdoor. I literally thought to myself, what kind of person walks in the outdoor? They must be unafraid to challenge the status quo they must be really okay to buck the system and do so unabashedly. I think I admire that. I know that I have at times pushed boundaries, although always within realistic self-set limitations. How else do you think I got the name the rogue" on my daughter's middle school field trips? And then I got to thinking, does enlightened world in any way push boundaries? Yes, I believe it does. Enlightened World encourages people to step outside of their self-imposed boundaries and free themselves of how they see themselves in the world. Lightworkers, listeners, and readers are encouraged to stretch themselves, imagine themselves in community with other like-minded individuals across the planet, regardless of religion, religion, race, creed, or culture. At Enlightened World, we were encouraging everyone to stand together, heart to heart, spirit to spirit, in communication and connection with archangels and members of the spiritual divinity. So yes, I suppose in a way, we at Enlightened World are walking in the outdoor In the parking lot, I put my groceries in the car. I realized I had forgotten something, so I headed back into the store. As I approached the outdoor, I wanted to see what the woman and her son saw when they walked in. I wanted to feel what it would feel like to go rogue. As I got closer to the outdoor, I saw two women walking out. They didn't seem to notice that I was walking in against the flow. And then I saw the sign on the outside door. It didn't say out, it said in. Did I, in my own mind, determine that there was an indoor and an outdoor? Did I superimpose my own limitations where really there were none in the first place? How does this all relate to enlightened world? Maybe I had preexisting judgments that people from different countries wouldn't be interested or willing to come together in order to meditate or pray on behalf of the planet and connect with the spiritual divinity. I realized that there is no reason for me to have any preconceived notions about how people will or won't think or behave. Enlightened world is a space of the heart and the soul. I know for me, when it comes to the soul, I don't see differences or the aspects of the world that keep people at odds with each other. I just see acceptance and love. Enlightened world is a space, a place where souls who are seeking divine light and heart-to-heart connection with the spiritual divinity Can find a sanctuary or a home. To learn more about Enlightened World, please check out www.enlightenedworld.online. This has been a tough few weeks, with the massacre in the synagogue in Philadelphia and one more horrific shooting last night, this one in Thousand Oaks, California. Our hearts go out to all involved and my heart sinks at yet one more reminder of how far we are from living in the safe community that I know my heart longs for. At these times, I find solace in knowing that the archangels and Divine Mother are nearby. Now more than ever, I believe that people who love the light would benefit from coming together and standing strong in the knowledge that there is more to life than fear, hatred, and lower-level energy. Loving God and the archangels doesn't mean that nothing bad will happen to you. Let's face it, horrible things can happen to wonderful people. But knowing that the angels, the archangels, and Divine Mother hold such love for us can help us to feel that we are not alone. If you are feeling particularly sad or alone tonight, stay with us. Make yourself comfortable and feel yourself hugged, really hugged. With that, I would like to tell you about our guest this evening, Dr. Nancy Tarhart. She's our guest for week two of our four week mini series called Working with Angels. Nancy Tarhart has a wide and varied history of personal and professional experience, encompassing 40-some years of business experience combined with theater experience as a performer, director, costumer, educator, and administrator. An intuitive and mystic, the understanding of her gifts fully ignited in 1999 when she enrolled in a part-time undergrad program for adult students, from which, in 2005, she earned a B.A. in Philosophy and Religious Studies, summa cum laude, from the Notre Dame of Maryland University. She continued on her Spirit Sophia guided academic journey, and in 2013 was awarded a Ph.D. in Religious Studies with a concentration in Feminist Theory, the Divine Feminine, and Marian Studies from the University of Trinity, St. David, Lampeter, Wales. Recently, she has come full circle academically and according to Spirit Sophia's plan and is back at NDMU. this time as an assistant professor teaching courses in philosophy and religious studies. Nancy is also an ardent fiber artist who enjoys traveling, writing, gardening, reading, and sharing her home with her beautiful black kitties, Callie and Bastet. Welcome, my dear Nancy, and thank you for joining us tonight. Good to be here. So, you know, Nancy, today has been a tough day for several reasons. For some, it's political angst from the elections. For many of us, it's sadness and unease of the shootings again last night. And I know for me, when I'm feeling distressed, I go inwards to meditation and prayer and I surround myself with loved ones, and those two things help ground me and bring me comfort. Nancy, where do you find your comfort?
1: I would have to say that um, you know it's—I find my comfort in my home. It's safe. It is sacred. It it carries with it an energy that um, that is all-encompassing and loving, and yet when I step out, because I have to, not have to, because I, I, I work, I teach, and so I walk onto the campus. And campuses these days can be a little chaotic, and they're not always safe feeling. Um, the young people are apprehensive. They're apprehensive with with what's going on in the world. They're apprehensive because of the violence that has taken hold in some of the you know on some of the campuses. So you have a little bit of an edge going on, but mm-hmm. the community at the school is just that. It is a community, and the students when they are presented with a mentor or a teacher or a you know a friend who can face them and share information with them in a loving, supportive, and I guess fair way. They start to respond to that, and if I'm calm, they start to calm. And so Mm -hmm. there begins this give and take, this lovely synergy and exchange of energy that that comes back and forth. And it certainly doesn't, um, doesn't hinder things to realize that I am on the campus of one of the oldest Catholic universities for women in the country. Hmm. So you have, I mean, it was founded by nuns, the school sisters of Notre Dame. And so you have this sort of protective bubble over the university and that, that just permeates the walls and permeates the grounds. So whatever angst the students may have, there are indeed angels at that school and hovering over that school and making mm. sure that their love is felt and making sure that their support is there for those who are willing and able to, to realize it and for those who aren't. I don't know if I really answered the question. I hope that I did, but I find my comfort um, by comforting others. And by being in my home so that I can recharge and and release those things which which don't belong to me, which I mm-hmm. have a habit, a very bad habit of taking on things for other people, so I release that. And, of course, my cats do their magic, and there are angels that flit in and out of my home. And there are angels that I see every day in my you know, in my life, when you were telling your story about your box store, all I could think of was the fact that that woman and young boy were angels that walked in there to show you something that you needed to see.
2: Mhm, mhm.
1: they're here with us all the time, seen and unseen, and so that's 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 how I start to you know i I feel like the way that we heal is through um, loving interaction with others, is through relationship and community. And that's what's lacking right now, and that's what's got people. I think that's part of what has people teetering on on that place of not being sure what's going to happen next or being, you know, being pray to no, that's a bad word uh, you know being affected adversely mm-hmm. affected by the events and they are you know things have not are not good all the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and how do we deal with that and um teach a course called the problem of evil and one of the the only real conclusion that we can you know that we ever come up with is it's how we respond to it our response is what is what shifts something, which it gives it we may never have understand the meaning behind something, but our response can
0: dictate how we
1: move forward or how we don't move forward
0: yes i I see that, and I understand that and and I am thinking of a gentleman in a class that, I'm, that I've am that i been doing. It's actually a six-month class of every morning of the weekdays. And John Pogachar is his name. He lives in Spokane, Washington. And he, um, a couple of weeks ago, decided that he wanted to make a difference. He wanted to make a positive difference, and, and in an anonymous way, which actually right now is not very anonymous. Um, but he got the idea to put up a mm-hmm. billboard in Spokane mm-hmm that says nothing more than the word love. And there's no phone number to call, there's no sponsored by you know, any corporation, it's only the word love. And John's thinking was, if he could impact someone that's driving by and they stop and think for a minute, I have the ability to get out of fear I have the ability to get out of anger and I can actually think about love for a minute, that that could impact that person's family. If that driver goes home and instead of yelling at his wife or his son goes home and actually says something kind because he's now thinking from a place of love, that could really have a ripple effect and make a difference for people. So there are at this point, I believe, going to be eight of these love billboards and I myself am working to get three of them put up in Denver because I believe that that's one thing that I can do that could maybe make a difference for somebody else. And I find that when, when I'm afraid of things that are happening out into the world, I can feel empowered if I will actually do something rather than just sitting there being afraid. And I would just like to encourage people, if you are feeling fearful, to see what you can do to make a difference yourself. And one person can make a huge difference, whether it's just by being nice to somebody in the grocery store at checkout, or not slamming on your horn when somebody's a little slow to make the turn, but just one at a time we can all actually make a difference and i encourage our listeners to think about how they can personally make a difference in our world right now we really need positivity in any way shape or form
1: i i agree and i think that those billboards are a lovely idea and i think i think too that that your suggestion you know of not slamming on the horn or I think it is as simple as just looking at somebody and smiling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how often do we really look at people when we're walking down the street? And that, that little bit of eye contact or, or just to say good morning to someone or hello, you know, I found myself the other day, at it I shouldn't probably tell this story but I will anyway I didn't have my glasses on I have a habit of you know hanging them on on my on the neck of my shirt because I can't read with them on but I I have a problem with distance so I was I hadn't did not have my glasses on and somebody was walking up the hallway toward, you know, toward where I was, and they waved, and I thought they were waving at me. And so I waved back, and I said, hi. And as they got closer, I realized I had no idea who they were. They had been waving at somebody <laughs> behind me. <laughs> but they looked at me, and they just beamed, and they said, hello, it's, good. it's nice to see you. I said, "Well, it's nice to be seen," and then was I just I was like, "Well, okay, so they think I'm a crazy lady, but that's okay too." But it brought a smile to them, and it ended up bringing a smile to me. felt a little foolish, but that's all right, you know. I I feel foolish a lot of the time because I, um, you know, talk to people I don't know, and and babies smile in the grocery store and everything, and so. It's just that little bit, that little bit extra. And it is. It's pulling us up and out of ourselves when we do that. It's pulling ourselves out of the fear that tends to want to to grab hold of us. And fear is, is so heavy and it it pulls us down and it keeps us mired in this you know in the what i call the muck you know the muck of of fear and then that fear becomes more intense and it it can turn its way into you know it can manifest or or display itself as hatred mm-hmm. and 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 so you know and of course you know they say that that anger and hatred, our fear turned inside out. That's right. So so what we see is, you know, so, so if we can just say, I'm not, you know, if I can just say hi to somebody or, or not be afraid of this person who appears to be different than I am, if I can talk to somebody and get to know them. And I think that as a society – we have become more um, individualized. You know, how many restaurants do you walk into and you see people sitting at tables who are all sitting on their phones? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. They all
1: have their faces in their phones. Because that's where our interactions tend to be most of the time now. So if we can come back into that more human element where we are are flourishing or working toward our flourishing and, and getting ourselves to that place of transcendence, which is where we are, one, working in the fullness of our humanity, and two, understanding that we are part of something larger than our own self, right out of it, you know, right out of proximity to us Mm -hmm. and allows us to help others to do the same thing. So, you know, I just think that if we can remember that we are part of something larger, and it's not just a community of us earthlings, right? You know, it's, it's a larger community, and we... We really have kind of lost. Um, I, I really think we've we've lost sight of that over the over the years. And I'm glad for programs like this and opportunities like this and billboards and and being out teaching and being able to teach. I mean, I teach a course right now called Human Flourishing where we talk about these things and to watch the transformation of some of these students from the beginning of the semester until now and to hear them say, oh, I, you know, I've thought about what we talked about in class or I've had them do a gratitude journal because when we can write down one thing a day that we're grateful for, that aligns us with the love and support that comes from others to us.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That makes sense. It does. It makes makes perfect sense. So, Nancy, you're talking about our being part of a a larger collective community, and I know that for me, being a part of that larger community includes angels and archangels and the divine mother and christ and god i mean that's part of my my larger community and i know that you have had experiences with angels and the name of your show here tonight is angels surround us can you share with me when were you first aware of angels
1: I would say that I was first aware of them as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I, We had a book that it was a book of children's prayers and there was one where you you named like three or four angel names at the beginning of the prayer and I remember knowing that those angels were standing around my bed at night, mm.
2: that they were watching
1: me and they were protecting me and guarding me.
2: Mm.
1: And um, as I got older, of course, you know, sometimes that just doesn't stay with you. It's not as to the forefront of your mind as, as you would like it to be. Um, but, I know that certainly there have been times also in my life when um, angels from the, you know, from the ethereal world have basically saved my life.
0: And Can you talk to us about that, Nancy? Can you? Give us an well, example there
1: was one of that experience well there was one experience where um i was very very tired and i was i was driving home i had done two shows that day and um and worked in between the shows and i was it was a very physically um physically difficult show to do we were on stage all night long we were dancing we were singing and it was very hot and we had no air conditioning um you know in, in off stage or in the dressing room so we were sweating like you know like lions and mm-hmm. i just i was like i'm just so tired i'm going home normally we would go out you know and get something to eat or something but i was like i'm going home so I was driving on we call it the beltway and it's a it's it's an interstate um, highway it's a high speed highway and i felt i was like, you know what I need to get off of this and go sort of the back way because I will be more alert if I go the back way and you know and and it'll be fine because I felt like i was Going into it, almost it was it was I was being lulled into hmm. into sleep
2: mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm. I pulled off and I am going the back way, and all of a sudden, I realized that I was really having trouble staying awake. It was almost like somebody or something was forcing my eyes closed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I couldn't under I didn't know what was going on. And to this day, I'm still not 100% sure what was going on. Suddenly, I jolted myself. It wasn't like waking up. It was just my body kind of jolted. And I realized that my car was headed for a tree. Wow. Now, this was a back road. It was country, and it was very dark. And I thought, oh, my. And I went to put my foot on the brake, and my car literally lifted up off of the ground, did a circle, or a half circle, (sighs) and then was very gently put back down halfway on the road halfway off the road but facing the other way and in between like it was parallel parked in between two trees holy cow so i i was i i was just i sat there for probably a good 15 20 minutes because i was like i don't even how did that even, how did that happen what just happened Then I just said thank you, and I heard you're welcome. Mm. I have been down that road easily 200 to 300 times since then. I have never been able to find those two trees. Oh, gosh. Huh. I've never been able to find that space. What I have found is the tree that my car was, headed for, where I thought it was <laughs> headed for. So I realized that I was picked up and put into an alternate universe for a few minutes, <laughs> into a safe zone. And it was a protective safe zone. Again, I'm not 100% sure why, only to raise my, except to raise my awareness. And to say, it's not time for you yet. Right, right. It wasn't time for you yet. Exactly. So that was mm-hmm. one time. Um, and and certainly there have been, you know, there have been a couple other times. And, and when I say angels surround us, um, uh, another time was that I was, uh, there's, there's a lot of things are associated with me in cars or me in travel. And I was driving down this down a relatively busy street in Baltimore, and my car just stopped. Well, it had run out of gas, of course. You know, I had not checked it, and this was probably 30 years ago when, you know, gas stations were not maybe as prevalent as they are today. And I was like, oh, great. Uh, okay, I guess I need to. I had no gas can. I was like, I don't, okay, I guess I'm going to have to walk. Well, all of a sudden this car pulls up and says, hi, what's the problem? I said, I think I'm out of gas. I says, hop in. I'll take you to the gas station and, and, and we'll fill up my, he said, I've got a gas can. I'll fill it up for you. And I said, that's all right. And he said, eh, come on, I'll take you. I jumped in the car. <laughs> He took me to the gas station. He filled up the, the his little, poured the gas in the car. I said, please let me pay you for this. He said, nope. He said, this was my gift to you. Aww. I said, well, thank you. And he just looked at me and he smiled and he said, you'll pass it on to somebody else one day. Hmm. He said, that's what we're here for. Hmm. And off he went. I never saw him again i I mean, I can't imagine why I would have um, right. but there seem to be people who approach me when I need help getting someplace or being someplace or um you know i i and I remember one time I was actually in Chicago, and I had never been there before. And I, the the I had not made the the reservations the plane you know the airline reservations myself, and the plane got me into Midway Airport, but I needed to be at the Sheridan in Northbrook, which is like the other side of Chicago from mm-hmm. Midway. And I didn't know that. So I go, you know, I, I'm looking for a shuttle. There's no shuttle. I, And then, you know, I go up to a cab driver who just laughed at me and said, sure, you want to pay $150 for a cab, drive, a cab ride? I'll take you. Hmm. I said, you know what, let me see. So I go in and I said, you know, how much would it cost me to rent a car? And I didn't have much cash with me because I had been um, – I had just started a job. I had been laid off from a job that I had had for nine years. So I had just started a job. Cash was low. I was like, oh, I'm on land. And this man just at me, he says, where are you going? I said, well, I said, I need to get to the North Brook And he said, you know what? He said, how about if I take you up to O'Hare? He said, I need to get to O'Hare. He said, I can take you up there. He said, you can get a shuttle, and everything will be fine. Okay. Now, who in their right mind gets right, into right. a car with a complete stranger in a city that they have no idea where they are? Huh. And I remember telling, you know, and I told this story to, to my father when I got
2: <laughs> home. And I,
1: I said, and my mother was horrified.
2: Yeah,
1: My mother was like, you got into, how could you do that? And my dad just looked at her and he said, you know what? He said, I'm always telling everybody in this family there's good people in this world. That's sweet. And I said, but you know what? I don't think he was a person. Mm. I said, I just seem like a person. (laughs) And I think that we forget that angels really are around us all the time. Angels take on human form a lot, and, and whether they're actually taking on form or whether they're just appearing that way to us so that they can get their message through without, you know, to, especially to those people who may be totally freaked out, right, right. if they see them energetically would think they're having some sort of an episode or something, you know and I even you know even right now, as I'm speaking, I'm seeing you know lights going off in the in the corners of my living room, little <laughs> glitters of light and you know and hearing thank yous and and you know and you can oh. hear the music once in a while and and I used to hear angels singing in church, and I still will hear them if I go into. Um, if I go into cathedrals or or churches when I travel, I usually um, can can see the the you know the angels will appear up near the up near the ceilings up in the high spaces, sort of like on uh, you know where the angels always perched in nativity yes.
2: scenes. Yes,
1: that's kind of where they they like to be up there, right? you know. So I guess because it's closest to heaven. But um you know, I, I I think that we we really do forget and we forget that we are walking angels too. We humans aren't that far away from the angels. We um we've just kind of forgotten that we once had wings. That's Aww, my theory that's, anyway.
0: Yeah, that's very sweet. When when you were talking about angels sort of up on the toward the ceiling I was reminded last time I flew out of DIA which is our international airport that's nearby as I was walking down the corridor um, I am noticing angels up along it almost as if you know how gargoyles they'll put them up like up towards the there was angels and they were like lining up on the hallway as i'm walking and there's you know thousands of passengers and i'm looking at these angels and i've never noticed them in the airport before and i really wondered to myself was there going to be like some disaster that you know the angels were here already but i was intrigued with them and then i got on the plane and there were two angels on the plane and one of them was standing at the end of my row so i was at the window seat and the angel was in the hallway you know, what do you call that the aisle and i yeah. had to laugh actually because as the flight attendant brought the cart the angel like stepped in to get out of the way and i cracked up i actually laughed out loud because i thought okay you know angel they can just go right through you i mean it but the angel stepped out of the way it was very interesting but I am noticing more and more and maybe it's just because I'm getting where I can see them better or maybe they're showing themselves to me more or maybe there's more angels here right now I don't know but I am definitely more and more aware of it
1: I think that I think it's all of the above Ruth I think there's more coming in I think that Certainly, when we become more aware, we start to see more mm-hmm.
2: um
1: but i I really do think that they've that that we're seeing more because they know they feel like they are being needed more mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah
1: whether whether we are asking actively asking for help um, they're they are coming in to to well I guess best way to best way to say it is to do their job um you know to to sort of help to take care of us and 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 love us and and um and act as guardians or or support for us and I know that um i I know that when I get on a plane to take off. And, of course, I do a a lot of travel over to the United Kingdom. So, um, you know, that's a long flight. And there's been a couple of times that I've been, like, a little uneasy getting on the plane.
2: Uh
1: And not necessarily because I think something's going to happen. You know, I, I, I may be sensing something from someone around me or something. So I always, you know, I always sort of, and say my little mantra about how I don't really want to be involved in somebody else's karma, please and thank you. But <laughs> I also ask my angels yeah. to do their thing. And there are always, I see angels line up across, it's usually at least two of them and sometimes three, depending on the size of the plane and the number of people in it on each wing. And they're huge. And they rev up. And they lift the plane up. Hmm. And they fly with the plane across the ocean and then gently bring it down. And since I've been seeing that, I have never had a rough takeoff, landing, or flight. Because, and I, I'm always, always short to thank them.
0: Right. I'm right. always
1: short to thank them. Um,
0: so no. I, I am not a big fan of, I mean, I love to travel. I really don't like flying that much, but I love to travel. So I know when I start to get a little nervous because of turbulence, I always ask Archangel Michael to please come in and calm the air in front of the plane. And every time I do that, darn if the air doesn't calm. You know, the, the pilot will be on saying, you know, put on your seatbelts, we're going to hit turbulence, and then I bring in Archangel Michael and we don't. And it's been fascinating to watch and to intuitively envision what's happening out in front of the plane. Yeah,
1: I mean, and and I think that we don't understand a lot of the time, or maybe we just kind of forget, that um, they are here to help us, and all we really have to do is ask. And their powers yes. are you know uh, there's no limit to what they can do to help us and calming the calming the air i mean think of that metaphorically calming the air mhm if we called in angels right now and asked them to calm calm the air calm the calm the the air that we're breathing here in the united states and around the world, please calm the air and, and, and with with peace and, and harmony. You know, what would happen if everybody thought that for one second? Right, right. And
0: breathe well, that, that in. Right. That's, and that's part of what Enlightened World is bringing together is meditation's for every day on the calendar. So I'm so excited about that. But Nancy, we have a caller on online who would like to, to speak with us, and her name is Elisa. So Elisa, are you there? Elisa, are you with us? No, we lost Elisa. Okay. She hung up. Um, so we were talking about Um, enlightened world. And one of the things that we're doing, Nancy, is putting together for every day of the year, a 15 to 20 minute meditation, guided meditation, that folks can just go on, click on the day, and listen, become prayerful, go into meditation, and have that quiet time with the divine light and with the divinity. And I just have to believe with people coming together we know that there's more power with you know more intention more purpose with more than one person coming together to pray and meditate on behalf of the planet and humanity and to have connection with the spiritual divinity so i'm very excited about that coming together and i
1: think that that's great but you know what i would also urge and encourage people to do is Mm -hmm. to not limit it not limit that to meditation or prayer time. To be consciously aware of it in their daily routine.
0: Good point. To be yeah. present
1: with it and, and to and to carry that outside of the meditation room or outside of the, you know, of, of the prayer room or the prayer routine because that way we're we're really um, reinforcing the message on a on a more what's the word I want uh, kind of everyday level that that it's it's a more um, you know if we can be present enough to then carry that carry those those intentions out into the world we're we're approaching it on two different levels I guess that's what I'm trying to say we're we're you know getting two birds with one stone, so to speak, and I think right. that 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 it just strengthens it it strengthens the whole thing because you know I know that sometimes I meditate and then halfway through the day, I'm like you know something might happen that gets me upset or something like that, and so I sort of forget that lovely connective spiritual experience that I had earlier in the day because life takes yeah. over
0: so, life events. <laughs> yep
1: yeah and so if we are able to then just have that mindfulness and be present in that so that that you know so that that carries us through and and that's something that um, you know, I I learned there's a word called praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, which is um, it's basically action with that's been combined with knowledge. So it's mm. it's approaching life with with knowledge. It's approaching the way we treat people with the knowledge. And if we treat them nicely, then will be different than if we didn't treat them nicely or, you know, it's caring for each other. So I, you know, I think that, that, that it just really reinforces our spiritual practices and, and and brings it into a let's walk with that every day.
0: Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Nancy. So we have, I'm looking at my clock. We've got seven minutes where, where we can be talking here. If folks don't know how to connect with archangels or angels of the spiritual divinity, what guidance could you share with them? I, the guidance that
1: I would give them is just to kind of, well, there may be a couple of things. One is just you can ask your guardian angel to make themselves known to you. Um, you know, give, you can ask to be given a sign that your angel is there. And you may find a little feather laying someplace or, you know, um, someone that you don't know may suddenly stop you and say hi and just keep, you know, and, and you feel this love from a total stranger. You can ask, you can just say, I'm asking my angels to come in and help me right now. And just close your eyes for help. Ask for the comfort of the angels and allow yourself just to calm yourself and and see what happens. You will feel their love. You, if you can just ask and ask them to come in close and, and to hold you and and support you and, and you will feel that love just enveloping you. Um, I think it's just, I think it's as simple as just asking. You can go outside if you feel maybe that you are, that nature is something that really calls to you uh, and maybe you feel more spiritually attached and in touch when you're in nature, um, I think that that you know the same thing, and maybe maybe just look around you and look for light that that seems to not be from the sun because it's probably not, and you may see a beam of light, or you may see little little sparkles of light that are coming into you. Um, and maybe on the more uh, just everyday level, if somebody wants to be in touch, look in the look in the faces of children, look around children, especially up to about five or six years old. You will most often see angels walking. Beside, behind, or hovering above children. And if you look in children's faces, um, I believe you see the faces of angels. And I really do think that we see the face of God when we look in each other's faces, if we allow ourselves to do that. So I I think that, that the children have not yet for the most part, children ages five and under um, are still very open and haven't been able to formulate judgments and, and uh, have not closed themselves off to the miracles of those things that we really can't see, feel, or touch in the same way that we can see, feel, and touch our hand in front of our face. Mm-hmm. That would be most, those would be my suggestions. Um, you may have other ones. What, what would you suggest well, to people?
0: Well, I, I love all of those ideas, and just for me, even. And I've been working with angels for I don't know five years now, which compared to you is not that long. But um, it just the last couple of days, I've learned something new. I the last couple of days, I was shown. Like sparks of light that I hadn't seen before. So the first one I saw was this beautiful deep blue, and it was just like a flash. And I asked—I always turned to Archangel Michael first, and I asked him, "Was that was that an angel?" And he said, "Yes." Well, it ended up that it was Archangel Raphael. And then um, the next day, I had a white flash, and uh, Archangel Michael said that that was him. So they are. Starting to show me themselves in different ways now, so that's exciting to me.
1: Very nice, yeah, absolutely. And I think they're going to show themselves differently to different
0: people too. Mhm.
2: Uh-huh. You know,
1: I I think that they they communicate differently with each of us, and they they appear differently um, in many cases. I mean, you know. When I have seen white angels, it's been, for example, Metatron.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's you know, it's interesting that, that Michael would would appear in white light to you, but that there was a significance for to that
0: too. Right. I personally thought that Archangel Michael would show up as the dark blue because that's the color that I associate with him so I was a little surprised by that but open to it nonetheless so Nancy we just have one minute left but I want to make sure that people know that you are an author of a book that is not out yet it's going to be coming out in March of 2019 and it's called Beyond the Veil Unmasking the Feminine and I was very fortunate to be able to write the foreword for that book and I can't wait for it to be out in everybody's hands. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to have to say um, good night, Nancy. Thank you so much for being with us here tonight, talking about the angels and um, talking about what we can do to feel connected to the divinity and feel like we have a little more um, ability to make some changes in our world. So thank you so much for being with us tonight.
1: Thank you, Ruth. It's been my pleasure and my honor.
0: Thank you. So to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening in. It's always a pleasure to have you all with us. And it's truly an honor to be among the hosts of International Angels Network and Enlightened World Network. If you're listening in on International Angels Network, we're excited to announce a show called Living Shamanically with Garrett Jackson This show will air once a month on Mondays, and please join us on Tuesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Time for Diane Morgan with Angel Navigation. Wednesday's show is called Angel Talk with Sue with host Sue Broom. Saturdays, we have Susie Parrott out of London, so please check out these other shows. And I look forward to walking with spirit and you next week. So good night and God bless.